All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome in to Daily Faceoff Live, your go-to source for everything hockey, live every weekday at noon Eastern. Welcome in to Daily Faceoff Live. It's a Friday, November 17th edition. I'm Frank Saravalli, and I'm in Stockholm, Sweden. He's Colby Cohen, and he's somewhere calling a college hockey game tonight. I'm in Boston, Massachusetts, so we are touching some different areas of the world right now. No kidding. And Daily Faceoff Live, Colby, as always, is presented by Botano. The game starts now at Botano.ca, recently named the 2023 EGR Sports Book of the Year. And lots of action. You've got some afternoon NHL hockey. You've got some NFL football on Sunday. Whatever it is that gets you excited, you can always find your game at Botano.ca. 19+, plus. please play responsibly. Colby, uh, so you've got some Macklin Celebrini action tonight, which will be exciting. I've got uh, the Detroit Red Wings and Toronto Maple Leafs in just about two hours' time at Avicii Arena in Stockholm. So let's dive in and let's talk about last night's game in Stockholm. Is Tim Stutzla trying out for Major League Baseball after that goal? That was awesome, wasn't it? I mean... The hand-eye for him to be able to pick that thing out of the air in overtime. I mean, Frank, I mean, you love to see these big events with a flair of dramatic at the end, like we've seen over the years with different winter classics. This was the perfect ending for Ottawa. 
Yeah, and well, it almost wasn't because the Ottawa Senators were trailing for, they were leading for nothing. And then all of a sudden, before you could blink in the second period, the game was all tied up at four. DJ Smith, their coach, was talking at practice today about the fact that they bent but didn't break. And also the fact that they were able to kind of steady the ship and get things back on the rails in the third period. They did that. They hung on. And the Stutzla goal, as you see, with two seconds remaining in overtime before you got to the shootout, pretty awesome moment for a German who I'm sure had lots of fans in the arena in Avicii Arena. Yeah, Frank, as I'm watching that game unfold, the only thing I'm sitting there thinking is if they blow this game, have we ever seen a coach get fired while they were on a European uh, trip or they were this far away from home? I mean, obviously I don't actually think they would have fired DJ Smith while they were in Sweden, but I do remember years back when Gerard Gallant was basically told, sorry, you can't get on the team plane tonight. You better get yourself a cab because you're out. And I just couldn't help but think that as they were falling apart in that hockey game. And, and, it's been a little bit of the story for the senators this year. I thought they'd be better. I thought they'd be more consistent. Um, but having said that, yes, we're coming up to American Thanksgiving. Those types of wins during a season, they can galvanize your group a little. You're playing on a big stage. You're playing on a road trip where all the guys are together for a couple of days. Uh, no distractions like you would at home. You know, Maybe they can use this to start climbing up in the right direction. Jake Sanderson had a good game, made some good plays. Uh, they certainly got some offense from their captain. The game winner was a sports center top 10 type of play. So uh, maybe this is the jolt that they needed. We'll find out in another day or two when they play again in Stockholm. Yeah, you know, I'm, I noticed two things, spending some time with the Sens up close and personal. One is they have a real intensity about them, which I like. The issues that they've had this season, yeah, mistakes are going to be made, and I'm not absolving them or or making excuses for them. But – they want to win and they work and you watch Brady Kachuk and the two goals that he scored and the way that he drags his team into the fight. You see Claude Giroux and how hard he's played. I watched both those guys really closely on the bench at varying points, barking at the rest of the bench. That's not a team that is wilting. That's not a team that is falling apart. They have a, a jam to them to borrow a Peter Laviolette phrase that I, I really like and identify with. And then the other part is you mentioned DJ Smith and I did spend some time again around the sense today and I don't have any sense. There's been lots of talk. Will DJ Smith, is he on the hot seat? I don't, I don't think making a coaching change is at all in terms of what they're thinking. Maybe they'll get to the point where they're backed into it and have to do it, but I don't think that's right around the corner. And more than that, um, I think the key force for them is to try and stabilize this team. Think about all the drama that's unfolded for Ottawa so far this season. You've had a general manager fired. You've had a player suspended for 41 games for sports betting. And you've had a forfeited draft pick, which doesn't affect the players, but still you know, turns up the temperature on the conversation and eyeballs around the team. They've dealt with a lot. I don't think they're trying to inject a coaching change in between. Yeah, but you have a new president and a new owner. And the only thing I would say is when you have that type of new leadership at the top of the organization, I think the seat can go from, uh, you know, maybe lukewarm to very hot 
in a very quick manner, especially with the way things have gone, especially because there's been expectations. So we'll see. You obviously have a good feel for it. You're there. You're around that team a lot more than I am. I'm just saying from an outside perspective, I don't think it would take a lot. I think we just saw this in Edmonton where, you know, maybe ownership forced the general manager's hand. Maybe the players and the general manager didn't want it. You know, we will never know for sure. But ultimately, owners are owners. They can wake up and they can feel and do whatever they like. So it remains to be seen. It does. And I would say, too, as someone pointed out today at the rink, Michael Anlauer just talked to some people that have worked for him previously. He holds people accountable. So we'll see. Speaking of hold accountable, how about Pascal Vincent and the Columbus Blue Jackets? (laughs) What a season that's unfolded. You see, (laughs) just on Thursday night, Johnny Gaudreau benched. Patrick Line benched and wait. Oh, Ken Johnson, 40 points last year. You're in the AHL. You were a healthy scratch to start the year. David Yurichek, sixth overall pick. You're being shuttled back and forth between the NHL and AHL. Like you're on the old Washington to New York flight. That's 27 times a day. I mean, look, this has been certainly a disappointing and topsy turvy season. Another team that's had drama surrounding it. But at some point, Colby, when you're on a roster and you've got a coach that's making these types of decisions, and I, I, I understand the idea and need for accountability, but Patrick Laine, long-term deal, not going anywhere. Johnny Gaudreau, long-term deal, not going anywhere. Did either of these guys just wake up this season and forget how to play hockey? The answer to me is no. So if you want to make those moves, what's the solution for finally getting them going? Do you agree or disagree with the way Pascal Vincent's handled it? So what I would say to you is I agree. And I usually wouldn't be in this position. And here's why I agree. Because of a guy by the name of Adam Fantilli. And what I mean by that is when you have a player like Adam Fantilli, who is going to be the face of your franchise for a long time, he has come in and shown that he is a player and he is the real deal and he plays in all three zones and he's mature. I mean, he's a year or two away from from taking the mantle from Line and Johnny Gaudreau as the face of that franchise. You need to show him that it doesn't really matter who you are. You have an opportunity to tell uh, Adam Fantilli that this is the NHL. This is the best league in the world. And it doesn't matter if you make $10 million a year and you're on an eight-year contract or if you're on the fourth line or if you're first overall. There is going to be a standard that everyone will be held to accountability. So as much as you're kind of biting off your nose despite your face when you don't have Patrick Lining and Johnny Gaudreau out in a game when you're trailing by a goal, to me, I think because you are sending a message to them but also showing Adam Fantilli that you need to bring it every night if you are going to be a, let's say, Jonathan well, Tate type game? of center forever – well, the end game is you're not going to lose Gaudreau and Line A for good. Maybe Line A, but I think Johnny Gaudreau has the fight in him. I think Johnny Gaudreau knows he's not playing well and he needs to be better. He's got one goal this year. It's an empty netter. I'm sorry. You can't make $8 million, $9 million a year and have one goal as an empty netter. So I think that he needs to wake those guys up. He's trying different things. Look, Line A's a Maybe wild Maybe the Blue Jackets just aren't very good. Well, they're not very good. I mean, they hired Mike Babcock, which was a desperate move for a team that really needed to rebuild. I I just – look, I think Jarmo Kekalainen should be on the hottest seat in the NHL. They've just been mediocre for a couple of years. They've not gotten out of the first round other than then they beat Tampa Bay and then they lost in the second round. 
So that's what I guess that's my, what my overarching question is, whether it's Pascal Vincent or whether it's the roster, what like give me a cohesive plan. Like tell me how this works. Tell me how benching these guys repeatedly is suddenly just going to make them better. Oh, I don't think it's going to make them better. I think Johnny Gaudreau will wake up. I think Patrick Laine is a wild card. Like I still think Johnny Gaudreau produces in this league consistently for 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 some more time. Now I think smaller players break down a little bit quicker, but they need to rebuild. And their mix isn't working. Patrick Laine is not a player you're building around. But you now have Adam Fantilli. You have a special generational talent. We all talk about Bedard. Fantilli looks pretty damn good himself, Frank. So. I think they're they they're in denial about who they are. Their roster is is you know not the right mix of players. Um, you know they bring in Provorov, who they're playing twenty seven minutes a night. You've already got Wierenski. It, it isn't working though. Like I, I think you got to start looking at a guy like Line a and start looking for partners, looking for trade partners. Like he he seems Good to luck. have problems everywhere he goes. Yeah, I I don't know. Give me uh give me more solutions because we they've got a host of problems and I think that's what's missing in Columbus is. Certainly more of a cohesive plan. Let's move on and talk about uh, Gary Bettman's press conference. Uh, commissioner uh, heading into Global Series. Um, certainly some news and nuggets to pass along. And I think the most interesting for me, and I'm not sure if you've seen the clips on social media uh, of what it's been like at the Sphere for um, for you 2 and how incredible that has looked. I called it an ASMR pleasure dome, which is kind of funny when you think about it, but absolutely accurate. The league is pushing to get the 2024 NHL draft there, which give me your thoughts on what that might be like for you. I think that'd be a great idea. I think it's something everybody's talking about. I think it creates a lot of buzz, a lot of interest, a huge social media moment. Uh, Every time, you know, just think of the NHL logo plastered all over the outside of the spear. Think of, potentially as players are getting drafted. Yeah, listen, or uh, as a player gets drafted, they put the player's face, they put his highlights, they put his name all around the sphere in Las Vegas. I think it would be a spectacle. I think it would set a standard for the way drafts are going to look moving forward. I think then right behind it, the NFL is going to want to do something there. The NBA is going to want to do something there. I don't know if it's big enough to host a game, Frank, but at, at, at some point we need to see a game played there, right? I, yeah, I don't think it is, but it is big enough to host the draft. And then the next question is, if you're going to do the draft there, do you do it uh, with all 32 teams there? Or is that the first one that you do virtually where it's decentralized? That's something the NHL is trying to figure out. But they're also still negotiating, and it's not so much with the sphere. They know what the costs are of that, but how do you program this thing? It's a huge technological undertaking, and can they do it in quick enough time for June? Those are some of the feasibility questions that the NHL is asking itself in terms of also expenses in pulling that off as well. So that's what's happening behind the scenes, why we haven't seen a 2024 NHL draft uh, location revealed yet. The league's working on it, definitely not set in stone, and we'll see where it goes. Also, uh, there was a slight World Cup of Hockey update, and I think the most interesting thing was from that perspective to pass along is... In 2025, February 2025, there it might not be called the World Cup of Hockey. It might just be an international tournament that the NHL does to begin phasing in international play and competition, which is long overdue. Perfect time to talk about it here in Sweden. NHLPA Executive Director Marty Walsh is here. He has met with the league. 
the big thing that's kind of standing in the middle of that is what do you do with Russia and Russian born players? It seems like at least listening to the commissioner and the deputy commissioner at the global series that they're probably in for a smaller world cup of hockey. If you want to call it that, whatever you call it in 2025, that doesn't include Russia and the reason for that, I think, is that the other federations that might be involved, whether it's Finland or Sweden, don't really want Russia to be part of it. What do you think? A sticky situation. I mean, these things are, are things that are happening at, at, at such a different level on the geopolitical scale. You know, things that, uh, again, I mean, I, I follow politics. I obviously am understanding of what's going on in the world. But um, you know, I, I think putting and letting the Russian players play and just put them under a neutral banner. I mean, I know Russia takes a lot of pride in their sports, uh, especially hockey. And so I think putting them in and not letting them be Russia, um, you know, not letting them play under their flag and doing all that. I think that might be a happy medium because some of the biggest stars in our game are Russian. Right. And a lot of these players live in America uh, or Canada, they stay in America or Canada for the rest of their life. Um, you know, I, I, again, there's obviously bigger factors happening geopolitically, but I just think players want to play hockey and I don't think they want to get involved in that type of thing. Uh, so I'm not sure it's right to penalize those players um, and not let them partake. And I think that that actually hurts the fans as well. So maybe there's some sort of compromise. Maybe there's not. I'm glad I don't have to be a part of those decisions. Yeah, it's certainly a tough spot. Think about the position the NHLPA is in. Their job is to protect all players. And you might be in a spot where you have to turn to some Russian players and say, hey, we'd love to have you, but we can't. And you got to sit this one out. And also then from an NHL perspective, they're saying, well, is it really a World Cup if we don't have one of the league's superpowers uh, part of it? The answer is no. And look, you're never going to confuse me with a Russia sympathizer. That is is clear. Um, but I do sometimes <laughs> sympathize with the players because they're not, some of them are not actively involved in this. A lot of them view what's happened as sort of propaganda, so to speak, and they don't want anything to do with it. Nikita Zadarov, whose name has been in the news, he's openly spoken out, but he gets covered with the same blanket as everyone else, which would be, sorry, bud, you got to sit this one out. That's hard. Uh, yeah. And I, and I, I hope that my, my answer was clear in there. Like I, I'm certainly not sympathizing with, with what's happening or, or anything along those lines, but yeah, I mean, uh, do players really have the pull to end this thing? I mean, of course not. These guys are playing sports. They're here in, in our country. They're here in Canada, they're all over North America. And, you know, Alexander Ovechkin is one of the most beloved stars in the game. You know, I'm sure his jersey sells as well as anyone. Uh, he's chasing history. So it would be weird to not have him partaking in the World Cup of Hockey. Yeah, so it seems like Russia would not be participating in whatever the next international iteration of a tournament is for the NHL in February 2025. Not set in stone. There's more information also on the uh, status of the Sens and their forfeited draft pick. Gary Bettman was asked about that on Thursday as well. Could you possibly rescind the punishment or lessen it, much like they did with the New Jersey Devils in 2014? And Gary Bettman's thoughts on franchise valuations. That's all up on dailyfaceoff.com right now. Colby, it's time to get to our 
Generous Guy, which we drop every Friday, and that's presented by Crown Royal. The Generous Guy, Crown Royal, reminds you that generosity lives in the small things. So we pick one player or person every week uh, that is certainly serving uh, generous uh, things moving forward. And for me, Colby, check out this video here. It's uh, after the game player of the game award here in Sweden. Something we don't do in the NHL on a regular basis, but check out what the gift was for Tim Stutzla. It came in a little gift bag and I was thinking, oh, that's nice. They gave him a hoodie. Check it out. League partnered up. It's not for everybody, but player of the game. Got you a gift. It's a pretty solid one. We're going to take it. Uh, check it out. If you like it, we'll inscribe your name on the back and make sure you get it. But anyway, it's for you guys. You guys put a lot of effort in here. Something we should be doing before this. But anyway, congrats. Thanks. Brady, it looked like it was you early in the first period, but here we are. Oh, really? Up. really? No. You also won the helmet. Is that, oh. is that a rolling? Oh, boys. Oh, oh sh. <laughs> what one is it? No way. It's like yes. North. Oh, boy. Oh, Holy. Bring your A game Saturday, boys. That's it. That's it. <laughs> How much do you love Brady Kachuk? Like he's like he looks like a kid in a candy store. First off, he could go buy seventeen Rolexes if he wanted to, but he's excited. Look, they got they got some juice, they got some skin in the game now. Um, kind of an amazing thing. Just one watch. Now you've got three more players of the game that are going to be antsy to try and win it. I, the best part of that whole video is whoever yells at the end. Well, everybody better bring their A game it's Brady. on Saturday. Yeah, that was Brady. Yeah. I yep. mean, listen, that's uh, that's always been a European tradition. Uh, like when you play in the World Juniors, you play in the U18s, U17s, um, the player of the game, they give a watch. Now, normally it's not a Rolex. Um, I actually was a player of a game in an international tournament one time, and it was not a Rolex, I can confirm, but still a, a very cool gesture. Definitely and that was Ron Hainsey, by the way, new NHLPA assistant executive director uh, making that presentation. Colby, who's your generous guy? My generous guy. It's actually guys. It's Aaron Eckblad and it's Brandon Montour who are about to rejoin the Florida Panthers in the coming days. And you and I talked on this show a few weeks back, you know, before the season started. We said there's no way the Panthers can get themselves into the playoffs this year because they're going to struggle without these two guys early on. But Kulikov played 20 plus minutes, Mikola 20 plus minutes, OEL 20 plus minutes. They've held down the fort and now they're about to get their number one and number two studs back. So these are my two generous guys of the week. Really, maybe it's the Panthers that were generous, putting those two guys in a great position to step back into playoff dreams, Stanley Cup hopes, all still alive. That is our generous guy of the week, which is presented by Crown Royal, who reminds you that generosity lives in the small things. It doesn't take a million dollar donation or name on a hospital wing. This. This is where generosity lives. That brings us to our All 32 this week, and it's presented by DoorDash. Holiday season is fast approaching, and whether you're an over-eager celebrator or a party season hermit, DoorDash has your needs covered. Stay stocked up for, the for every gathering and a cozy night in. Keep your holidays stress-free with groceries, desserts, 
gift and more delivered right to your door with DoorDash. For a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code NATION25. That's right. It's the All32, and it's Ufe Bowden time. He is uh, the... Meet the head of media for Better Collective, and we're so glad to have you part of our show today. Ufe, I saw at the rink, of course, yesterday at Vici Arena as the Global Series is here in Stockholm, and he's done such an unbelievable job covering Swedish hockey and Swedish NHLers for the last number of years. Ufe, set the scene for us. What do you what do you think it was like? Did it live up to the hype inside of Vici Arena on Thursday night for the first game of this four-game set? Well, it was uh, certainly a, a really good game. I mean, uh, unreal ending, um, just how the Red Wings came back. And obviously the overtime goal was gorgeous. But I think from a crowd standpoint, I was hoping for a bit more, maybe like uh, more engagement. I, I think that's the hard part because uh, the culture is so different when it comes to hockey here you know we have uh, you know people in the stands sharing and, and the nhl might be a bit more laid back in that sense but i think the big game is going to be tonight because the red wings and the maple leaves are you know two of the most storied franchises here in sweden with you know all the greats that i play for for those teams i think that's going to be the game that that is really going to have to live up to the hype well you know, having played a couple of games over there in Sheleftia, in Lulia, and sorry if I'm butchering the names a little bit, I've seen what you're talking about firsthand, those crowds. People don't sit down. They've got their flags. They've got their horns. It's a great atmosphere when you play in a Swedish Hockey League game. Uh, so hopefully we'll see a little bit more of that tonight. But just thinking about Swedish hockey in general, what is it about the development of Swedish players at a young age that when they come to North America – these guys are ready. These guys are 200-foot players. They're complete. They're physical. They're detailed. Coaches generally love their Swedish players. Every team I was ever on, the Swedes were their favorite players or the coaches. What is it about the way they are developing players and then sending them across the pond that really brings this out of them? I think uh, I think mostly it's about like the two-way game is very important here. I mean uh, – Swedish league has had kind of a bad reputation for being kind of, you know, defensive minded and, and you know, not letting players uh, sort of break out, you know, you know, being finesse players. But, but I also think like it's, it's good because it, it, teach, it teaches us as players at an early age that we need to take responsibility at both ends. And I think, I think that's very appealing to, you know, even North American coaches. So I think that's probably has something to do with it. But also, like a lot of young players are getting a shot at playing in the in the big men's league, so uh, they get to mature pretty fast. Because I mean, now that the KHL is sort of blocked out, I mean the Swedish league is probably I mean the next best league in the world. So I mean, you get a great development by playing there. I think. Ufe, I, I wanted to, to see if you could sort of size up for us what you think the pecking order is, because I think that's the thing. I love being in Stockholm. This Sweden is also a hockey country. Like you can feel the passion here, and that part has been amazing. But in terms of where the NHL ranks, it's Swedish Hockey League first and then NHL second. Is that right? 
Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm sorry to break it to you, but uh, people here are, you know, they're very, very passionate about like their hometown teams. And uh, so the SHL and even the, the second league, uh, Hockeyallsvenskan, is, is really, really, they're really, really popular. And the NHL, I mean, the big challenge, obviously, is the, the time difference. If, if you want to follow the NHL and, and see games, uh, on a daily basis, you you basically have to get up in the in the middle of the night to watch games, and that's always like been a tricky thing with following the league, obviously. But but there's obviously there's um, a great amount of you know passion for for some of the biggest Swedish stars. I mean, we saw just yesterday they held this um, sort of gala in in the memory of Boris Salming, where uh, Nick Lindstrom was awarded the Boris Salming Courage, Courage Award. So I mean, there, there, I mean, there's a pride in that, like having so many good players coming from here. Yeah, no doubt. And with that said, what do you think is the next logical step for whatever happens with the NHL in Sweden next? This was a big undertaking, doing four games in four days. It's the first time the NHL has ever sent four teams at once to the same city. Do you think it's a success? And would you like to see it grow, or is this the right sort of posture at this moment in time? Well, it's hard to see them expand even more. I mean, uh, I mean, obviously, teams want to play in their own building and, and make the money they, they do from from or the revenue they make from from having their own crowds there. So it's it's hard imagining that it would be even more. But uh, I mean, we're very pleased to get this opportunity to see the best players in the world compete over here. Obviously, I mean. There's been talk with the NHL expand even into to Europe. You know, I, I don't know. I don't think that's. I don't know if it's possible, but um, maybe in a very very distant future, because Swedes are generally they, they like to watch their own teams, like uh, their hometown teams. So I'm, I'm not sure it would be a hit if the NHL decided to expand into to Sweden. Ufe Bowden, head of media at Better Collective. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for welcoming us to your awesome country and uh, really appreciate you joining the show. This has been the All 32 delivered by DoorDash. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. All right, Colby, moving right along to our hashtag AskDFO inbox question of the day. Thanks a lot for watching along on YouTube. All the usual suspects over there. Uh, we got one question here. Uh, how do you how do you find Sweden, Frank? Will this multi-game thing become more frequent in more countries? Not certain. I think, as Zufe was mentioning, it kind of feels like it's a little bit maxed out. When you have four teams, you need practice time, practice rinks. They've got a great setup here. Uh, Hovet Arena is just across the, the sort of parking lot, and you can set up a couple teams in there to practice while the other teams are getting ready for their games. But I think the other thing, too, that is important to point out that we didn't get a chance to ask Ufe about is the Swedish market is also kind of maxed out. You charge people essentially $400 per ticket per game. How many more than four can you do in a row at a time before you sort of hit the wall? Yeah, absolutely. And I just can't, you know, restress enough what, what Ufe said about the way they feel about their hometown teams over there. People, you know, having played in games in that league and seen it in a lot of those, I think I've probably played in eight or nine of those cities over there. It's awesome. I mean, it is a really awesome atmosphere. The games are tough, but the way the fans don't sit down, it's like being at a Phillies playoff game, Frank. Obviously not quite as loud because you don't have 40,000 people, uh, but they are so passionate about their hometown teams. Yeah, thanks for bringing up the Phillies. I got a quick one for you. Connor Bedard is on pace for more than 50 goals. Do you see Bedard hitting the half-century mark this season? Yes or no? No, I don't. No. I have him at 47, but I still think he gets to a hundred points. I just think as the season drags on and they deal with some, you know, Taylor Hall seems to be in and out of the lineup with injuries. I just don't know if he has enough around him to continue to score at that pace. He will be a 50 goal scorer in the NHL, probably pretty consistently for a long time. Uh, but I don't think he's going to do it this year. I, I think he's probably somewhere in that 40 goal range. Well, if he keeps picking the pocket of defensemen and going in and scoring alone and as quickly as he did, might not need any teammates. Uh, thanks to everyone following along in our chat on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button. Match that thing. Help us get to our subscriber goal. That brings us to our Botano Daily Bet segment. As mentioned, 19+. plus. Please play responsibly. The game starts now at Botano. My pick for tonight, real simple. Toronto Maple Leafs, Detroit Red Wings here in just about 90 minutes, a little less than that. Get your bets in. I got the over six and a half. You watched the Wings. They gave up five on Thursday night. They're playing in a back-to-back. You've got the Leafs who can score and don't really, at least haven't consistently defended well. That seems like a very gettable target at six and a half. What do you think? Yeah, I like it. I would take the same thing. I think for all the reasons you just said, and then, Detroit Red Wings can score goals. I mean, the way Shane Gosses here is getting up and down the ice, making plays all over the place to Brinkat, hanging out in his little spot that Patrick Kane fed him for 41 year. I think we should see maybe seven or eight goals pretty easily in this hockey game. Okay, so that is uh, one play. And the other one is, I'm going to call it the Swedish meatball, a same game parlay. Lucas Raymond to get a point and William Nylander to score a goal. Just feels like it's happening. Nylander has been everywhere in this city the last few days. Pretty special situation for him. His grandmother gets to see him play live for the first time in the NHL in his life. 
So that's exciting. Uh, I got, I'm taking the two Swedes. Give me that in a parlay. You see it here at plus 305 on botano.ca. That's our Botano Daily Bets. And that brings us to Garbage Time, which is brought to us by the Daily Faceoff, Sur- Wendy's Daily Faceoff Survivor Game. I was out of the mix early this week again, Colby. New game starts next week. Get in, not just for this week's prizes, which is free food from Wendy's on the Wendy's app, but also the season-long $5,000 cash brought to you by Wendy's. DailyFaceOffSurvivor.com is where you can get in the mix. And garbage time, you mentioned the Phillies, and I'm going to bring them up again. Remember this past season when Trey Turner, he signs this massive $300 million contract, and he's struggling. The guy can't get out of a slump. And all of a sudden, <laughs> it was a it was a Philly Sports Talk Radio-initiated scene where they had fans at Citizens Bank Park randomly stand up and give Trey Turner a standing ovation during his first couple at-bats of a game. Well, that game broke out of a slump, changed his season, batted more than 300 for the remainder of the year. Totally different player. And it was like, hey, all these negative Phillies fans, they helped lift a guy up. Maybe they should try the same for Jonathan Huberto in Calgary. He breaks out of his slump. First goal in 11 games on Thursday night as they get a big win to quiet the Vancouver Canucks, who had been red hot. Huberto on the board. Obviously, this season has been insanely disappointing, but he's not going anywhere, and he also signed a massive contract. Maybe, I don't know, I'm just grasping at straws. Maybe you got to pick him up? It's got to be the only way right now because, like you said, just got the massive contract. Now they're talking about moving some of the other pieces. They sound like they're open for business and starting to consider a – I don't know if it's going to be a full down to the studs rebuild, but maybe some sort of smaller rebuild retool situation like we saw in LA for a couple of years. Uh, but I like it, Frank. I think you got to do something because right now that trade looks like it might go down as one of the worst we've ever seen the way that has shaken out so far, the way they lost both of those players, uh, the trade, it just everything about it. So got to try something. I like your idea. I'm sorry for bringing up the Phillies. I share your pain. We went to the games together. I felt you on that, but ultimately maybe it's time to try that for Huberto. Yeah. We've reached our pets. Are, heads are falling off stage with Jonathan <laughs> Huberto and the Calgary flames. Colby, that'll do it for today's edition of daily face off live. Thanks to Ufe Bowden. Thanks to you. Thanks to Pat Puff on graphics and as well, Gavin Turnick behind the scenes, making the magic happen on Daily Faceoff Live. We'll see you on Monday, 12 noon Eastern. I'll be back in North America. Looking forward to closing out the Global Series this weekend. Have a good one. Thanks for tuning in to Daily Faceoff Live. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. <laughs> Thank you.
All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and let me tell you, it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal. Every playoff game day, you're going to be faced with four questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle. And here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way. First up, you got to pick the winning team. That sounds simple, right? But there's more. You got to decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount. And that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's going to find the back of the net first. And you're going to want to be careful because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you got to predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear, and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.